Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Welcome to Rooted Deep. Allison and I are here today, and we are glad that you're joining us on the podcast. Uh, if you're new, uh, welcome. This is kind of a podcast, Allie, about getting our roots down in the things of life that will make us successful. The promises, living according to principle, all this kind of good stuff. And so we're kind of having fun as we kind of pick up on topics and drill down into what it looks like to have a successful life. Absolutely. And when we go through, uh, when we go through first or not first, but, but Psalm one, which is our, our, our chapter that we based, you know, the Mm -hmm. rooted deep idea on, it was just the idea of that, uh, that tree that's planted near just flowing water and the seasons of fruit, the, the depth of the roots and, and what that looks like. And, and we've, we've talked about so many different topics. And so that's why, because there's so many things that, okay, I'm, I'm doing okay on this side, but this, this side is not so deep or, or, or whatever. Right. And I think there's, it's a good, it's a good, good, well-rounded, uh, things that we talk about. Yeah. And, you know, I think these are, I, I mean, I don't know about you know, other people's lives, I can speak truly to mine. And that is, there's just no point in which I have arrived. Um, you know, there's no point. Uh, I've been saved 50 years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's like, to me, that sounds crazy. Uh, but I turned 55 this month and I was saved when I was five. So I've been saved for 50 years and there's no point and I've been reminded of that recently where I can just be like, okay, I'm just going to relax now mm-hmm, and I'm just going to kind of throw it into neutral and kind of, you know, just do what I know to do. Cause I don't, you know, I don't do what yeah. I know to do. If I throw it into right. neutral, I don't do what I know to do. I do something different. That's um, what Paul, yeah. Paul was saying this, even, even the, but the apostle Paul was like, listen, I try, I, I, the, the yeah. good that I, I want to do, it doesn't come naturally. And so that's why, that's why I rooted, you know, the, the, the chapter of Psalms that just gets you back down to the basics and says, here's, here's, here's what it looks like. And here's, here's what you will look like if you continue to, to dig deep. And so yeah, you know, and as we start the new year, I think it's a good thing to remind all of us that the Paul also uses these words, I'm fighting a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think well-chosen words because it is a fight. Um, it, it's a fight for what is important. And I think mm-hmm. it's a fight for what, for truth. It's a fight mm-hmm. for, uh, what we know works. Yeah. You know, um, but just because we have this knowledge, oh yeah, this is the right yeah. way. And this is a good thing. And this is how I should live. It doesn't mean that we do. Um, and so right. I think we have to fight for that. And sometimes we mm-hmm. have to fight harder than others. So, you know, as we kick off, um, you know, this kind of right here at the very, we're still in the beginning here of 2022. Um, we're going to do a dive in a little bit into first John, the book of first John, mm, yeah. Yeah. uh, because, you know, you and I were talking about this, Allie, we feel like, man, first John is like one of those anchor books. It's right. It kind of, when you feel adrift, first John is a great book to go back to and say, okay, I just need to slow crawl through this book. Right, exactly. And I think um, my husband said it on Sunday, we were just talking about um, sometimes what coaches, because we're all into the sports analogies, and we're kind of, you know, and, and one of those things that 
that sometimes when a team is struggling, you have to just start going, instead of trying something new, the best thing to do is go back to those fundamentals and go back to those basics and say, hey, let's let's go back and look at how we how we field a ground ball. Let's go back and look at how we how we do, you know, how we how we do a layup. Get those yeah. foundations. And there's so much in First John that takes us back to those again, to use the word roots, to use those, you know, to, yep. to get us back into those those basic and, and essential doctrines that sometimes sometimes we're going along and we're like, okay. Uh, yeah, we've, we, we learned this and we know this. And, and like you said, there's so much knowledge, but unless we're, unless we're really rooted in those essential doctrines, um, we're, we, we will get adrift. Right. And, you know, um, several times, I think it's eight times, seven or eight times in the book of first John, he, John mm-hmm. says, I'm writing. So you'll know this. I want yeah. you to know this. I want you to know this. I want you to know this. And so it, it seems like, you know, that John also understands that people he was writing this letter to were also um, chaos circled and confusion circled their lives. Uh, things change from moment to moment, day to day, hour to hour even. And, you know, there's not a time to sit back and say, okay, I, you know, uh, I think I've got this all figured out. John mm-hmm. was like, no, yeah. I, these things you just have to know. Um, mm-hmm. And, and as you know, these things, then you rely on them more and more and more and more and more the things you know so we felt like man this is really going to be a great way to start the year with just a an easy study um because first john is not a massive book it's not a book that takes five hours to read the chapters you know these are real simple uh i mean i think chapter one is like 10 verses so i mean Mm -hmm. these are real it's an easy read yeah so let's just say this if maybe you've drifted and you've gotten out of the reading your Bible pattern and maybe you set a resolution this year, I'm going to do better. Okay. Why don't you join us uh, as we dive into first John? And um, one of the things that I know I'm going to do, and maybe you would like to join me in this is I just going to read the same. I'm going to read it every, because it's short, I'm just going to read it every day and just keep rereading it and rereading it. And until again, uh, till I can get these things that um, I know, things that maybe I'm familiar with, but mm-hmm. I've let drift, or maybe I've just not, I need to be reminded of bringing these things and just kind of anchoring them back in my heart and my life as we kind right. of yeah. dive in. And this was time. the first, this was the very first book back in college. Um, one of my Bible teachers said, this is a great way to study the Bible. Take a short book and read it every day for a month. And I started, I did this, I did this with first John, and then I did it with other short past, short four or five chapters. And so that was, did it with the, all the epistles. Um, and, and you, when you, when you do that, you find yourself cross-referencing it automatically with other books and say, Hey, this is a familiar passage. This, this theme runs through the, the entire new Testament, or this is something. And so first John was the very first book that I did that with. And I loved it so much because it yeah. really then it started to make sense. And so now when, even now, years later, you know, I could remember these, you know, these verses or these passages quickly because I just kind of consumed the book daily um, for a month. And, and so I, I love this book. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we're going to, what we're going to do, so, you know, if you want to join us, um, we're going to try to walk through a chapter mm-hmm. um, each week for the next few weeks on the podcast. Now let's just, let's just get this really clear. Okay. 
we're kind of like 10,000 foot flyover of chapter one. Yeah. Um, there's no way that we could in our brief podcast be able to deep dive into mm-hmm. any of these chapters. So we're mm-hmm. going to count on you um, to do the deep dive. And uh, and we're going to kind of, I hope, give you these little uh, toss-ups that you can be like, right. oh, I would like to trail that down or oh, I'd like to yeah. find out more about that. Or yeah, I want to go see what that has to say. Um, and so chapter one, as we go in today, uh, John is, uh, is known to use, to make his point using contrast Mm. and the very first big contrast that he uses, he's going to use in chapter one. Uh, so it's a great way to kind of think about the book is that he's going to illustrate points through contrast. And so he starts chapter one off and really you've got these first four verses and basically to sum up the first four verses, John says, look, I saw Jesus. Mm-hmm. I touched him. I ate with him. Mm-hmm. I was in his presence. Um, and so everything I'm about to tell you, mm-hmm. I got firsthand. Right. I was there. And he is who he says he is. Yeah. Straight from the Messiah's mouth. This is where Correct. I, this is what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, John, in fact, in verse one, John calls him the word of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got this really massive, you know, concept. Hey, he's because they're relying on the words right now, right? This group of right. people he's writing to, maybe they weren't with Jesus in a physical sense, like John was. And so John is like, I know I was with him, but I'm, I'm the firsthand testimony to tell you that the words that he spoke were true. He is the word of life, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. these words that you have are words of life. Yeah. And uh, I love that because I think it still rings true for us today. Um, you know, the, that's why the Bible, I think, is important to us and should be valued to us in that these literally are the words and the stories and the thread of the heart of Jesus as it, mm-hmm. you know, as it comes out to us in our lives. And it gives us a, it gives us a direction for living. And even, even that right there, those, those first four verses, when you're, like you said, when you're adrift or you need to come back to the basics, the basics of reading your Bible, because it is the word of, it is the word of God. Christ is the word of God. And so we're, we're, we're wanting to make that connection. Um, even just in these first four verses of, of, of realizing, Hey, let's get back to, um, uh, the words of life because we don't have and, and, and Jesus said this, it's going to be so much better if I leave that you'll have the Holy Spirit with you. Right. And, you know, and we have the, and we have the, 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 the complete word of uh, revelation of the word of God with us. Yes. And, and sometimes that's, that's kind of the, the first thing that we let slide yeah. to the side. No we're like, Hey, we're doing, we're doing, we're, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, but are we connecting to who we're supposed to be connecting and, and getting back to that word of life? Um, yeah. And, you know, I love that word connection because John uses the, a sister word and it's fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses that word and he's going to use it over and over again in this chapter. As he talks about, he's like, okay, so God and Jesus were in fellowship with one another. And then God sent Jesus to earth and Jesus taught about God and who he was and what his purpose was to us. And we were in fellowship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus left now he's gone back to be in fellowship with God, but he didn't leave us alone. Right. Now we're in fellowship with God and with Jesus through the cross. Through the Holy and we're in fellowship with one another mm-hmm. um, through yeah. the bond of salvation. 
And so John is really kind of unfolding. And he really says, look, we want you to have fellowship with us too, because it's in this relationship that there's hope and that there's freedom Mm -hmm. and that there's, there is eternal life. He talks about this, this positive eternal life. Um, And so I think this, as we watch the stressor here, he just immediately begins to stress this relationship. And you would think maybe that he would say, well, you know, I was able to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I really hate y'all words, but you know, it's the mm-hmm. next best thing to, you know, but no, yeah. that's not what he says at all. He's like, you can still have a relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus. You can still fellowship with him because his word and mm-hmm. the Holy spirit, as you mentioned, yeah. the promise of the Holy spirit. So we have him, if you're a believer, you have the spirit of God living within you and you have his words mm-hmm. available to you. And so therefore we have all the things that we need to have this, this great relationship with Jesus. Right. And, and at the end of verse four, this is what it looks like that your joy may be complete. And yeah. you and I talk about it a lot. It's one of your favorite passages. Yes. Uh, that, that just goes back to John 15. And, exactly. and we're, and that connection and that relationship of what it looks like to abide in Christ and his words, again, we're talking about his word yeah. abiding in you, then this is what it looks like. So I think, um, I think we just, we need to, again, uh, think about what we have in our relationship with Christ and that fullness and complete fellowship with him through his word and, and through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and, you know, you may want to go back this week and read John 15 uh, as a great reminder. These are Jesus's one of it, some of his last words before the cross to the disciples. And he's talking about the principle of abiding. So obviously John leans into that memory. He leans into those moments as Jesus says, look, guys, this is your joy can still be full, even if I go to a cross. In fact, your joy is at. And I think that was the irony um, for these guys, although we don't know exactly what all they were thinking, but, uh, you know, in those moments, but I think the irony for that is that so much heartache, so much pain, so much suffering, so much disillusionment about what they mm-hmm. thought was going to happen and didn't happen could actually bring joy. Yeah. That Jesus yeah. could actually work through all that to bring them this level of joy that is beyond the trivial that is beyond life circumstances, that mm-hmm. is beyond painful moments. Uh, it's something that lasts. And, you know, I think we're all seeking that. I think that we're, we're not, you know, not just those of us that are followers of Christ are seeking it, but I think the world is seeking yeah. the, that joy that mm-hmm. supersedes pain. Circumstances, yeah. And heartache. And, and mm-hmm. you know, because it seems like it's a trade, right? I can't be joyful and be sad. Yeah, I can't, I can't be, be joyful, joyful and suffer at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if, if and then so if somebody tells you, well, until Jesus returns, suffering is a part of this world because of sin and brokenness. Mm-hmm. Well, then yeah. that's pretty, that's, that's pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but until, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, until Jesus comes, we, we will have joy anyway. It, it is offered yeah. to us. We can have joy. We can. We can. Yeah. And, and, I and think this that's is the message. The, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing sometimes we miss is, you know, I just want, I know what my prayer life sounds like a lot. Jesus, take that thing away. Yeah. Fix that so uh-huh. I can have, 
so I can be happy right. so I can have peace or joy or whatever and Jesus says well what if I don't what if yeah. what if this thing doesn't get fixed right now and you mm -hmm. can still have joy yeah now to me that's the real deal then um but I just think if we're honest a lot of us don't know what it looks like to experience that on a steady basis so mm -hmm. therefore we ride the highs and lows and the roller coasters yeah. of life like a lot of people do who mm -hmm. don't claim to know Christ and right. we're we're high mm -hmm. when we're high yeah and we're low when we're low and it doesn't seem like these things like my joy will be in you and your joy will be full it doesn't seem like those words are possible and yet Jesus says they are so therefore what is it and I yeah, think and if you well, yeah it's gonna mm -hmm. help us and if you get out. back to understanding like you said the word anchor we mm -hmm. shouldn't be high and low right. we should be anchored you know what I'm saying whether yeah. it is whether our emotions or whether our circumstances are highs and lows but that anchor yeah. and this this anchor book of this is going to keep us from being up and down and high and low and, and, um, and, uh, unstable in all his ways of the, 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 you know, the double-minded man, um, from James. And so that's why these, this, a book like first John, um, is so important because it does anchor us back down in those streets and say, listen, no matter what is happening, there's fellowship, there's life, there's joy. And here's Absolutely. how it happens. Here's what it looks like. Absolutely. In fact, the writer of Hebrews says we, we have this as an anchor to the soul. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you're, man, if you're, you know, like Allie and I both get, you know, uh, you know, where, where you're struggling, uh, in all of the stuff that the world throws at you, you know, whatever that might look like for you right now, I think all of us could be reminded and it serves so important for us to say, wait a minute, yeah. what does it look like to be in a kind of fellowship with God where in my most difficult moments, there's joy and when everything is lining up perfect with the world, there's joy. Yeah. And what does that look like? And so John is going to kind of say, okay, this is the message then. Cause that's yeah. next verse. Verse five says, okay, so this is Let's what God's in. called. This is what he's called us to. So therefore you want to know how to get it. Well, this is the message that we have heard from him uh, and that we announce to you. And he gives the first contrast. And the first one is God is light. And in him, there is no yeah. darkness at all mm -hmm. and maybe you're thinking what does that got yeah. to do with joy uh actually everything yeah, yeah it does <laughs> uh so much uh because john is going to go on and say if we say now i love these phrases if we say because i oh my word you know you church girls out there listening to me right now um, y'all, y'all need to get this phrase down if we say, because how yeah. many times for those who grew up in kind of that churchy world mm -hmm. uh, where we know all the right things to uh -huh. say? Yeah, we know what to look like, we know how to act, we know what to say. Yeah, yeah. And John says, if we say, all right, that we have fellowship, all right, and yet <laughs> we walk in the darkness, John pulls no punches, we lie. Yeah. We're lying. Right. We're lying. You're a liar. Uh, you're not. You're not telling the truth, uh, because yeah. John says, "Here's the deal: to fellowship with God is to walk in light, mm -hmm. because He is light." Yeah, and the contrast. And this is what. And I think this is this is what what we always struggle with. It's it's 
with sin and we hate in this society today, we really don't like absolutes. We don't like black and white. We don't like truth as an absolute. Our society, and and so we really, a lot of times, especially those who are really being pulled by those concepts um, and being and loving gray areas. And I I mean, I like gray areas and a lot of things, but when it comes to absolute truth, first John says we can't have it. It's either or it's not, Mm -hmm. you can't have light and darkness at the same time. We know that just, just today um, we were in, in the in the Dominican, the electricity goes off a lot, you know, every once in a while. And right. so there's nothing, there's there's either light or there isn't. We can either make coffee or we can't. There, there's right. not a gray area. We don't have any right. rolling blackouts with sin. Let me just say that. No, right now. yeah, exactly. Brownouts. Yeah, no, so. you're exactly right, Elson, because I and I think that if we're not careful, we want to try to. And man, this is just, this is just hard words right here. But I think when it comes to so many sins, especially the sins that, that easily beset us. Yeah. It, it, okay. Forget about somebody else's sins because we're really able to get really strong on our, our, our high and mighty thrones when it comes mm-hmm. to somebody else's sin that we think is horrendous. Now we can go all over that, but when it becomes our sins, yeah, we can we have the ability to gloss it up, to glam it up. We have the ability to say, well, suddenly now Jesus just doesn't care, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, and we have that ability to kind of take sin and make it into something that is not so bad. Right. And, you know, and is Jesus really wasn't that direct on it. He wasn't that clear on this particular sin. Well, why are we right. doing that? Because it's ours. Yeah, it's exactly. our sin. Exactly. And and I want to feel better about mm-hmm. my thing. Uh, I don't yeah. want to feel as wicked. I don't <laughs> want to feel ungodly. I don't want to feel I don't want to feel like a bad person. I don't want the mirror being placed in front of my face and and being shown. And this is, we were just talking about this this morning from, from Mark nine, that it's a really black and white it's a really black and white parable that Christ's words, Christ is talking and he's yeah. saying, um, he's saying, if you have something, if your hand, if your right hand offends you, cut it off because it's, and, and it's a very, very strong, yeah. cut it off, get rid of it. And of course I was sharing this with the women of the, of the workshop. And, and I was saying, here's what Christ is saying. Not that we pluck out our eye in general, but he's saying, be so far away from our temptation because again, first John, there is no fellowship with light and darkness. If you want fellowship with God, it has to be God in the light. There's no, there's no light adjacent. There's no, um, you know, there's kind of bad ish. There's no gray area when it comes to sin. And, and so a lot of times we, we know that there's something that's a sin, or we know that there's a way, something that we need to get rid of, but we don't cut it out. We don't stop or we don't, we don't flee. We don't push it away so far to where it's it's basically cut out of our lives. And and talking about that with the women of the workshop, it might be uh, it might be a relationship that we know this is not this is pulling us back into the darkness, or it could be a habit, a besetting sin, like you said earlier. But that's what First John is saying. There is no there's no two ways about it. You cannot have light and darkness at the same time. Yeah, and you know I think the devil so wants us to believe the lie that somehow this thing is not so bad. Yeah. This, this sin, this, this struggle that we have, 
whatever it might be, yeah. that somehow it won't reap the whirlwind that the, right. the Bible said it, it won't, it, it won't have all of these horrible consequences. Like if I go out and murder somebody will, right. yeah. um, but here's the consequence that it reaps every single time. And that is there's no fellowship with God right. in those places. And, you know, maybe at first glance, that's not the, the consequence we talk about. We always talk about getting yeah. caught or mm-hmm. get, talk about, you know, um, this or that or the other. Um, and, you know, but when we, but when we get honest with this, is there a greater loss than the loss of fellowship with Jesus? Yeah. Because that means my joy in, in, in hardship, my peace and difficulty, mm-hmm. my, direction. all of the things, yeah. the direction I have in mm-hmm. life, all, all of the, the, the protection that I have yeah. for my life, the guidance I have for my, everything. I'm separated from all of that. And right. I don't really consider that a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I mean, Allie, I'm like, okay. I think many times that is not even a loss that we count. I, the losses that we count are the ones that are so affect us personally. Right. And we really don't understand that the greatest loss we have is this fellowship that John is talking about. It, mm-hmm. it is this, it is this walking with him uh, and walking in light with him. Mm-hmm. so yeah, that yeah, we, the true abiding the yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah and, and you're so, right I don't think I, I think that that's kind of like way down on the list of when we think about consequences oh if we do this this will happen if we do this this will happen you know and so a lot of times the consequence the fear of consequences more than a fear of a loss of fellowship we fear more the consequences um and that's what keeps us from sinning you know, maybe when it really is, and this is what, this is what John is telling us. It really is the ultimate, the ultimate consequence is just a broken fellowship, a broken, broken communion. Those missed, um, those missed moments with, with, with Christ who loves us so much. And, and he wants us to, to, he wants us to look like him. And, you know, and if we say, John says, if you say you have fellowship and you know, this is, this is an illustration of your life. Yeah. And you you say you still have fellowship. Then John says you're lying. You don't have fellowship. And and I think many times, you know, you and I do a lot of counseling with women because we do speaking at events and we and we have the privilege of sitting down with a lot of women and I think one of the things that I hear quite often is it's like Reba, I hear what you're saying, but it just doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to work in my life like you say it works in yours. Right. Okay. And a lot of times, I think the reason that women are feeling that is because they say they have fellowship, Mm. but they really don't. Yeah. And whether that means that they're not really saved and they need to get saved or whether it just means that we've got this, we've got this life that is very much wrapped up around our stuff and our things and our Mm -hmm. sins and our selfishness and our pride and our our image, our desires, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing that we actually value losing is that mm. fellowship because it's yeah. the thing that we have been, it's kind of been gone from us from such a long time, right? Yeah. you know? So boy, if this, any of this is resonating with you as you listen to the podcast today, um, John says, look, verse eight says, if we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. Mm. So now he goes immediately to verse nine, one of the. Yeah. 
man, one of the movie star verses of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And yet it's one of those anchor truths that we talked about. Mm -hmm. If we confess our sins, then he's faithful and he is just to do what he he's going to forgive us our sins. So here's the thing. If you're sitting here and you're thinking, man, um, I've been gone a long time or I've been in darkness a long time. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. based on John's words, mm-hmm. I'm walking not in light. Right. Uh, and I really, my fellowship is a sad, uh, non-existent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then John says, okay. Yeah. All right. No, now you know where you're at. So mm-hmm. now con- get back to God, confess your sin. Mm-hmm. And if you confess them, he will promise that he not only receives us back, but he can, he forgives us of our sins. He cleanses us from the right unrighteousness that we have. And so now we can make our way forward. Yeah. And it's, I think so many times when we feel like, especially if it, the longer we go in the darkness or the longer we go trying to mix darkness and light, the longer we go with the lost fellowship, um, we feel like it's going to take forever to crawl back. And that's one of those things that I really, I really do believe that Satan really enjoys that part. Well, you've already blown it. So just, you know, you don't have the energy to, to, to crawl back to, but, but what Christ is offering and what Christ is promising is an immediate remedy to our sin struggle, no matter how long it takes. It's not, it's not one of those, it's based on however long you were in darkness. That's how long it's going to take you to restore that fellowship. It's an immediate restoration. It's immediate cleansing. It's immediate forgiveness. And it's the immediate remedy. Yeah. And you know, I I read, uh, I read a quote in my own quiet time um, by Paul David Tripp that I think just remind, it was reminding me as you were saying that, and, and, and listen to this, it says, if you obey for a thousand years, you're no more accepted than when you first believed. Mm-hmm. Your acceptance is based on Christ's righteousness and not right. yours. And so I think we have to remember, okay, that that our righteousness is not what it's not what brings this joy. It's not what restores us to no. Us, yeah. No. And I think that's the deception, you know, mm-hmm. is that okay. Here's what I'll do. I'll get my act together and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll turn over all my new leaves and, mm-hmm. um, I, what, what, you know, all they, what, 30 days, that sounds like a good number. I'm at 30 yeah. days. I'm not going to do this. And mm-hmm. then maybe yeah. it'll be cool with me and God again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, no, you don't have to do any of that. Can you just go to God and say, I am so sorry. Yeah. I have failed. Mm-hmm. I have sinned before you. Yeah. This is my confession. Mm-hmm. And, and even, okay, girls ready, even up to point of saying, Lord, I, if I'm honest with you, I don't really want to quit doing what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. That, that be speaking the truth. And, if I'm honest, and if I'm honest and the Psalm 139, going back to that again, search me and see if there's any, and, and yeah. show me. And because right now I'm really holding on to it and I'm holding on tight. Um, and you're going to have to pry my little fingers <laughs> off of this because I really do want mm-hmm. this life yeah. that John describes. And yet I'm struggling being able to, to hand over yeah. the reins of my life, uh, yeah. in this area. Um, and I know, I know some people feel like, man, you don't understand Reba. 
I've been addicted for this for so long. Mm. I don't think I can ever have victory over it. I, I, I don't think I could ever find a way through beyond whatever. And you know, that's where, oh, yeah, that's where we can now go back and say, no, God doesn't look, God doesn't, your sin makes a difference. Yeah. But man, when we confess our sin, then God has the ability to do um, things that we would never dream that he could do in our lives, helping us to overcome sins, addictions, struggles, Mm -hmm. uh, thoughts, patterns, habits, anger, you know, whatever it is that we're struggling with in our lives. So, so man, this is such a great chapter. Yeah. And it's just 10 little verses, but there's, it, it packs quite a punch with, with just the basic knowledge of light versus darkness. And here's what, you know, here's, here's the message. That's what John is saying. Here is the message. Here's what it looks like when you are connecting to, you know, to the word of life, which is Christ. And it it looks like somebody who's cleansed from cleansing, cleansed from all unrighteousness. It's somebody who's living in truth, somebody who's living in light, somebody who looks like Christ. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think that, I think if you're not fellowshipping, uh, if you're not connected in that relationship that John says is so vital to being able to live in this life um, and for eternal life, then what do, what do you do? You know, Reba, yeah. what, Reba Ali, what should I do? And, mm-hmm. and, and that I would encourage you this week, just read First John 1 yeah. over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over again. And even if you just have to, you know, just walk through this process slowly with God. But there's some of us, and I'll say us, there's some of us that we need to say, you know what, there's no greater important thing in my life than that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because out of that relationship is all the other things that are promised to me. And if I'm not experiencing the promises, it's because I'm not experiencing the relationship. Yeah. You know, either, either I never had it. Uh, and John's going to address that. Right. I never had it or I have it and I'm just, but I'm just living love and darkness. Yeah. yeah, I'm just walking. I'm I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of in one of those, uh, you know, uh, got most of the lights out, just a couple, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of setting the mood in my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, you know, and, and there's no, you know, and I'm struggling in all of Mm -hmm. that, but, uh, but somehow I think this, you know, Hey, I got a little light on, so I should be all right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and so going back again, going back to his words and, and even these, this first chapter of you know, as we're reading this and you'll find this out, if you're reading this chapter, you're going to find so many other familiar passages that also reinforce the same truth wherewithal Mm -hmm. shall young men cleanse his way by taking heed unto his, you know, unto my words or my uh, my commandments, those verses, the first, you know, the Psalm 139, the John 15, those verses, because it's a theme throughout, it's a theme throughout the Bible because Christ is, he is light. And so he's saying, here's how you get it. But you're going to, as you're reading, you're going to see, um, you're going to see these verses, um, familiar verses pop up and, and remind you of that, of that relationship that we have with Christ. Yep. So if you're wanting to know joy today, you know, John says, here's how you can know joy. All right. If you want to know joy today, if you want joy, that's complete. Um, if you'd like to see things kind of turn around for you, then boy, this is this is where we want to encourage you to start. Um, and you know, we always love getting emails from you uh, and uh, just uh, 
even uh, recording a voice memo and sending us an email and telling us a little bit about what God has uh, done in your life, what he's doing in your life through these passages of scripture. Maybe you just have a, a favorite verse from First John uh, and you want to share why. Uh, man, we love all that. And uh, yeah. uh, we, who knows, we might even play it on the air at some point. So, uh, so, so send us a message. Uh, let us know uh, that you're enjoying the study and uh, just dig in this week to first John chapter one and kind of plow through and uh, let God really do his work in your life this mm -hmm. week. And, and, and I honestly believe that God will do a great work through his word. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Uh, man, get rooted this week in the things that are important in life, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.